Sisters Job Board Success Stories. I'm your host, Mona Shari. I'm also the Marketing and Communications Manager at Working Culture, a nonprofit arts service organization that supports the professional lives of artists, creatives, and cultural workers. Most people recognize Working Culture for its job board. However, we also provide the sector with various resources that support professional growth. Please visit us at workingculture.ca to learn more. On this podcast, we invite the people who work in the cultural sector to share their professional trajectory and job search success stories. All our guests have successfully secured positions within their creative or cultural field while using the Working Culture Job Board. Through their stories, we hope to give you a few ideas that will help you with your next job search or job posting. Thanks for joining us. Today's Job Board Success Stories guest is Colin Froughton. Originally from Nova Scotia, Colin is a pianist, tenor, and arts administrator with over four years of arts management experience. After graduating from Mount Allison University in 2014, he made the move to Toronto and now performs regularly as a soloist, collaborative pianist, and music director throughout the city. He is also a passionate educator and arts advocate who is committed to inspiring future generations of artists. Froughton has sung with the Tafel Music Baroque Orchestra and Choir, Opera Atelier and Choir 21, and worked as general manager of Toronto's That Choir. Colin currently works at the School of Toronto Dance Theatre as the Communications and Engagement Manager. Wow, Colin, you are very busy in the music world. Just by reading your bio, you seem to be able to balance equal time to being an artist while also working as an art administrator. How do you do that? It's a good question. As a freelance artist, I was doing a lot of work at night, obviously, rehearsing and preparing for things. And during the day, working from home sometimes meant answering emails or talking to people. But I wanted to do more. So I was seeking a job in arts administration because I knew I had the knack for it. And I really wanted to learn more. And I wanted to grow in that field. So when I found this position at the School of Toronto Dance Theatre, it felt natural for me to seek that out and to see if it was something that I could actually do. And thankfully, it was successful. So now I sort of spend my days in the arts administration world and my nights in the performing world and teaching as well. Wow, that's great. And then can you tell us a little bit more about your role as the communications and engagement manager? It's sort of an all-encompassing role for a few things marketing related. I do help out very minimally with fundraising, as does the rest of the team. I also do teach music here at the School of Toronto Dance Theatre. I'm on the music faculty. Uh, But in terms of communications and marketing, I do everything from communications, writing the emails, writing the e-blasts, all the way to speaking with donors, some event planning. I do all the social media coordinating, content creation, scheduling, all of those things, uh, as well as print ads and you name it. It's sort of 
covers a lot of ground here at the school. And because we are an educational facility, that part is very exciting. And we also work with recruitment. Uh, so working with people ages 13 and up, we also do recreational programs at the school. So I get to speak with and communicate with um, people in the outside community as well as inside here at the school. So there's lots to do. Could you tell us if you think there are any overlaps between your marketing role and then your artistic background? Absolutely. I often think about this because they're so closely related, but also very different. I think the, the one thing I always think is an advantage for me is that as an artist and a freelance artist, I'm having to speak to so many different people, whether it's a conductor, whether it's someone hiring you, whether it's a fellow colleague, or if I'm teaching, you sort of speak to so many different people and you learn what to say and what not to say and when to say things, I feel. That really translated very well to my work as a communications and engagement manager at the school simply because I have to speak to so many different stakeholders. And it really helps to have that background in having to speak about my work as myself, as an artist, and translating that over to speaking about the school and about our students. So I feel like that part is really, really well connected. And it's not really something I knew or that I, I anticipated, but it's something that I've realized throughout the years. You learn being an artist is not just your product. There's also all the outside external stuff. Now, I'm going to jump to an unrelated question and ask you how you found out about the Working Culture Job Board. So the Working Culture Job Board, I guess it would have been at least five years ago, like even before I moved to the city. It's something I stumbled upon on the web, which I feel like a lot of people have done. And then I quickly realized that it was a really, really, really great job search engine to find things because everyone that I know who's posting jobs is post at least posting them on there. And I used it when I first moved to the city just to sort of see what was out there and see what people were, were asking for and were looking for. Now that I've used it so much and that I know so much about it and I know people who work at Work and Culture, I feel like it's something that they should teach us in, <laughs> in our undergrad. I did my degree in music, but in any kind of arts, business, cultural sort of education, I feel like it'd be such a great tool that I didn't know about until I was actively searching for it. And then in terms of the school, it's actually a friend of mine who showed me the job posting. And I wasn't actively looking for work at that specific moment. But she said it was probably a good idea that I look into it and that I apply. And it ended up being very successful. And it's through the job board, really, that I did get the job. And how do you use it now that you are employed? It's funny. People actually make fun of me because I always look at the job board, <laughs> even though I have many jobs and I don't need a job. I use it a lot to see what people are looking for. And even in terms of wording or how people are communicating what they're looking for. And if I'm posting, we've had a few positions since I've been here to post for a social media intern or things like that. So when I'm posting it online to our website or on social media, it's sort of nice to see what other people are, are writing. So do you have any advice for someone who is posting on the job board as an employer? What would you find helpful to include in a job posting? That's a great question. Obviously, a clear <laughs> indication of what 
what it is that you're looking for. There's all sorts of specifics around, you know, salary range and maybe even describing a little bit about where you're located. Like we have a little bit of a description about our theater and our building here and where we're located in Cabbage Town. And I feel like that's information that is not ultra important, but it's sort of nice to read about when you're looking into a job to see, oh yeah, where what community is it in? I would say, obviously be clear and concise, but maybe not honing in too much on one type of person. Because sometimes you read something and you're like, oh, that's not me and you pass it. But if you can encompass a lot of different aspects of people's journeys, maybe being a bit broad, just to welcome different types of applicants. Yeah, that's a good point. So you, you're saying that to be a little bit more open to diversity and... Yeah, like if you're talking about backgrounds or things like, you know, it doesn't have to be, needs to be experienced as a pianist or whatever, you know what I mean? You're just being a bit more broad and more general because you'll never know maybe someone who has some kind of experience you never thought would be so beneficial to the position. What about requirements. What have you noticed being in the cultural sector and now working in communications and marketing? Are there any common requirements that you're seeing on the job board or anything that you're seeing that seems to be popping out as a recurring requirement in the postings? I mean, especially in the arts world, no matter what job you're doing, you talk to a lot of people who have experience as an artist in some way. So I often see obviously that. But I feel like as I look through, it's all so different because the work that we do in the arts and culture sector, there's so many different avenues that people come from to get to that work. But I see a lot of four to five years experience, which I was lucky that I had before applying for this job. I don't see a lot of requirements in terms of education, except maybe for a bachelor's degree. So at least having that. What kinds of advice do you have for those who are looking for work right now? I have a little story about uh, someone that I met while I was playing a recital in university. And he is, or was, was a librarian for the uh, COC, for the Canadian Opera Company. And so he was working in Toronto and he gave me his card. He said, when you move to Toronto call me up and we'll have a meeting and I'll chat with you to see who you can meet and who you can talk to. So the networking aspect is so, 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 so important. And at a young age, sometimes it's hard to, to see why or to see the benefit of it. So yes, talk to people, make some connections, go for coffee. There may be a connection you'll never think is going to help you for anything. And then in the end, that's what gets you a job or that's what gets you a gig. And trying to make the connections between the previous work that you've had and seeing how that's really going to benefit you. Because everything you've done is going to help you in some way. You just might not know about it right now, which I think is what I'm learning <laughs> as I go. Yeah. And earlier you mentioned that you wish that when you were in school, you were introduced to working culture or ways that you can enter the workforce once you complete school. Do you talk to your students about what they could be doing after their studies? My music class, it's a very small portion of their training here at the school. But when I was creating the syllabus, I had in mind, I need my students to see why studying music is also important to their dance training. So I do things like if you're ever going to commission a piece of music for a piece of choreography that you've created, then you need to know how to speak to people. 
about that. And you also need to know things about licensing. And so I do a class on, you know, very basic on licensing and rights in terms of commissioning music and, and using music in your pieces of choreography and things like that. And then they go, oh, so there's all of this other world of stuff that I don't know about. So little things like that, that I, I try to throw in. And the artistic director of the school here, Patricia Frazier, does some really great work in her classes as well to discuss all the all-encompassing training and, and the different kinds of things you can do. Just because you're training as a dancer doesn't mean that's the exact thing you have to do or else you, you weren't successful. So we try to always encourage them to look outside the box as well because they're so invested and so invested in their work as a dancer that sometimes it's hard for them obviously to see, well, where can this lead me? Well, there's so many options. And I always tell people, if you would have told me five years ago after I graduated that I would be a communications and engagement manager and also managing a choir and as well as teaching all at the same time, I would have laughed at you probably. (laughs) So, because, you know, I had, oh, I'm going to be a performer in mind, but there's so much more to your training than just that. I certainly believe that there are many transferable skills in the arts that can be applied to all kinds of jobs. So thanks for sharing that. Now, before we say goodbye, could you please tell us a bit more about the Toronto School of Dance Theatre? We're a private career college. We have a three-year professional training program where they graduate with a college diploma after that. And we also have the option for them to continue to get their degree at York University. So if they want to extend their um, education that way, that's an option for them as well. Uh, We have three performances throughout the year, which are really exciting, that feature the students of the professional training program. And then we also have some recreational programs um, out for the community. So on Saturdays, we have over 100 families and kids aged 3 to 17 that participate in our Saturday uh, morning and afternoon dance classes. Then we also do adult recreational dance classes on Tuesday evenings. And we are a contemporary-based dance school. So that's the training that we provide here. That's wonderful. Thanks so much, Colin, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great speaking with you. Today we spoke with Colin from the Toronto School of Dance Theatre, and Colin is their communication and engagement manager. Thank you for listening to Working Culture's Job Board Success Stories. For more information on other Working Culture resources, please visit our website, workingculture.ca and subscribe to our newsletter to receive job board updates, news, and trends. Join us for our next episode or contact us at info at workingculture.ca to share your job search success story. Thanks so much, everyone.